Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Check. One, two, one, two. Are you there, Eric? Uh, I am, but I don't know because the phone's off. Nobody had a cell phone when I joined the Navy. Drug dealers and business people with suitcases with a handset attached to them. Those are the only people who had cell phones in my day to get off my lawn. Welcome back to the Smoke Deck. I am Phil Briggs sitting across from the bearded Eric Dame, and I am much more than a beard. I'm a glorious human being. (laughs) Voted world sexiest man three years running. By no one. By me. I'm the only one that matters. Lots of cool stuff on the smoke deck today to get to. Uh, in fact, we're going to talk a little bit about VA Secretary Shulkin later. Uh-huh. We are going to talk about a drunk seal later. Yeah. Not not at SeaWorld, one of the uh, military varieties. <laughs> the seals at SeaWorld, uh, little known fact, they're all, always drunk. If you watch the documentary Blackfish, that's the, that's the thing that I was surprised more people didn't focus on is the amount of drinking that goes on with the seals and walrus. <laughs> That walrus likes to party. I've oh, yeah. No, you, you could look at him and tell. Come on. And, of course, our lead-off story, kind of in keeping with this intoxicatingly good theme we have. Right. Johnny Walker Black Label. Right. One of Johnny Walker's many types of scotch. Of course, the main ones that everybody knows, red, black, and blue. I think it's safe to say that Johnny Walker... Yeah. When you hear the term, doesn't it kind of conjure up images of like a ornate cocktail lounge, maybe some light jazz music, a I think cigar some- smoking and a tinkling crystal glass or, you know, scotch on the rocks and old men with white hair making big, important decisions. Black Label to me conjures up like a biker bar. And people sitting there drinking <laughs> Black Label because they've graduated from red, but they're not quite to gold, green, or blue. Oh. Well, it's about to change, and that is why I found the story amusing and interesting. Oh, um, no. What Johnny Walker doing? is now going to change from the traditional uh, you know, male logo that we see, which is known as the Striding Man. The Jane Walker icon will debut on special edition offerings of their award-winning Black Label blend. The Jane Walker edition will be available to whiskey fans nationwide this month to coincide with Women's History Month and International Women's Day celebration. When you said they were going to change it, I was thinking like, oh no, Johnny Walker is going to get into the uh, chocolate-based soft drink industry and take on (laughs) YooHoo. They're not changing anything but the label. I yeah. mean, that's essentially all it is. The, the the whiskey itself, they're not changing the the blend for black label, right? They're just putting a, putting a lady on the label. Yep. Jane Walker is, of course, still wearing the top hat and the top coat and walking briskly with a cane in her hand, but it is a uniquely feminine-looking label. You can see her long hair and her shapely figure there. And... Uh, <laughs> 
if people can see your hands moving, that's always that's the sign of a of a, I think a true creep. The guy who's like a shapely lady and makes that hourglass figure. What? Ladylike. There will be those out there who will say, absolutely not. You take your lady parts off of my label for my whiskey. <laughs> Which Unless you pick it up and take a sip and it tastes like an apple teeny, who cares what's on the label? But in society these days, it's all about labels, isn't it, Phil? It is all about labels. It's all about packaging. It's all about uh, taking advantage of like the trends and, uh, you know, both fashion and merchandising. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I was very interested in because when I reached out to the folks at Johnny Walker North America, I uh, was able to get the brand rep there, the VP, Stephanie Jacoby. Uh-huh, a woman. Now I think we know where this came from. The ladies <laughs> took over Johnny Walker and they decided, well, we're going to be on the labels now. And that's fine because you know what? Again, same product inside the bottle. Right, right. Well, I th- that was my first question. Are they trying to make this like the gateway drug to get women into scotch drinking now? But mm. apparently none of that's going on. But to start, uh, she told me a little history that I didn't realize. Johnny Walker has, you know, there are women involved in the very beginnings of Johnny Walker. Was there an actual Jane Walker, Phil? Well, let's get into that real quick. Uh, 1893, John Walker and Sons purchased the Cardew Distillery from Elizabeth Cumming. And Cardew is one of the single malts that comprises the recipe for Johnny Walker Black Label. I'm fairly certain all of your pronunciations were probably wrong. There's a Scotsman out there like, Hey, Cardew, Cardew, who let this man in front of a microphone? It's destroying everything about our culture. John Walker walked into Elizabeth Cummings' farm and said, I want to bounce up and get a booze. That's that, was, that was more Irish than Scottish. That's uh, a Scottish phrase, though. Bounce up and get a booze. Yeah. Anyways, Elizabeth Walker, the <laughs> wife, founder of John Walker, uh, worked alongside John and their son Alexander in the original Walker grocery shop and was fundamental to supporting the creation of their own blended whiskey. Hmm. Today, the brand has 12 expert blenders, five of whom are women. Woo. I mean, that's uh, when you talk about equality, that's uh, pretty equal right there. Yeah. Yeah. And fascinating to know that, you know, this original distillery that they purchased back in the late 1800s was integral to the actual making of the recipe that became what we now call Johnny Walker Black. So uh, very cool. I asked if this was a reaction to the Me Too movement, you know, because it's taken on such strength and it's given such, you know, empowerment and, and really, you know, put a light on on an issue that people do need to be talking about. And while she said that this isn't necessarily a direct response to that, um, I I thought this was interesting and good to hear. She's like, important conversations around gender need to be at the forefront of culture, and we want to contribute to the strong sense of women optimism. Okay. And I liked how she said that, you know, because here we're not necessarily talking about trying to take advantage of a trend. We're not jumping on and getting under the hood and getting into the specifics of Me Too and sexual improprieties. Rather... They just want positive stuff about women out there and thought, what a good time to maybe rebrand the packaging of this. Right. And, you know, kind of not necessarily get in the same lane, but be rowing in the same direction. I wonder if they fear the people out there who will get offended that as you were just demonstrating the curviness of the figure, like, (laughs) how dare you? And how dare you assume the gender that's on that label? That may be a transgendered female, a transgendered male. Why couldn't it just be an amorphous blob with no curves wearing a top hat? Why couldn't it be something like on the TV show Community, the Greendale Community College human being that has no discernible race, (laughs) gender, or features? Because there are people out there who will look at things that way, and there are going to be, it's kind of like a... 
a lose-lose situation just because there's going to be loud people out there. Loud people who say, get your women off my bottle of scotch. That's not okay, man. That's only going to happen after about the fourth or fifth Johnny Walker Black. And then but at that time, if they're loud enough, the bar, you know, the bartender reserves the right to actually cut them off. And, well, and, and depending on how strong it is, they may actually be talking to Jane Walker <laughs> and angry at her for rejecting their advances and being standoffish and cold. I'm more worried about the guys that are really getting into it. You know, yeah. she's hot. Look at her. That girl's so hot. I mean, it's, Sir, it's, you're, it's a silly you're, thing. You're making out with the bottle, please. I've never cared about labels or like the rebranding. Like, oh, we're rebranding our product. Oh, is it the same product? Yeah. But people are gullible and they'll think a new product, <laughs> a new outside wrapper will mean that it's something somehow better and new. But it's always the same. New Coke. That was something where they actually changed it. Well, right. And it stunk. Nobody well, now, liked it. Now, I'm glad you're bringing that up because that was one of my questions too. You know, look, we've seen this with other brands. We've seen Zima. We've seen Limerita. Oh, we've yeah. seen uh, the entire wine cooler category back in the day did target, you know, the female palate. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the sweeter flavors. it's still flavors out there. Bartles and James and all those, they're still out there. Yeah, it's your yeah. beers is what my wife and I call them. Yeah. yeah. Juice. Like, it's like juice with alcohol in So it. I said, you know, is that what you guys are doing here? She says, we want to be clear. This is not a new product made for women. Taste buds have no gender. The whiskey in the bottle, Jane Walker, is still Johnny Walker Black Label Blend, which mm. is like a core mark to their whole brands and that they've been doing for you know a couple hundred years. And they think that, you know, doesn't matter what you are, man, woman, other, you will enjoy this if you like Johnny Walker Black because the recipe ain't changed. Yeah. If you like something, you're going to enjoy it. But she said something interesting in there, which I'm not a biologist. And I'm going to guess she's not either about, you know, the taste buds have no gender. That's an interesting thing. And think about it. Men and women tend to enjoy different things. Women tend to enjoy the fruitier drink. Don't like the strong taste of alcohol. Not all women. I understand. But most don't enjoy the stronger uh, straight liquor, uh, scotch, vodka by itself. They they prefer the apple teeny. The whole martini with uh, fruit flavoring kind of came around aimed at attracting a female audience and was very successful with that. Um, so I don't know if that's 100% true. I just don't think we can talk about this anymore without actually drinking some. So uh, I'm going to cut this segment off so we can crack this bottle and uh, get to doing some damn research. Okay, from Scotch Whiskey with Lady Parts on the Bottle, we go to a story about a proud Navy SEAL who may have had a little bit too much of the bottle. That sounds like it. Although I don't know if we can trust this story, Eric, because it's from TMZ. And frankly, TMZ is usually fairly reputable, Phil. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. Have they been wrong before? <laughs> yeah, but it's fairly rare. They're usually right about a lot of stuff. They've even branched into sports and been right about it. The only thing I like about TMZ is like if somebody's doing something weird, strange, drunk, or inappropriate. They're going to find it. TMZ seems to like be able to pop out of a bush at the right time. Yeah. Like, you know, they won't for any other real news story. But if it involves, you know, Lindsay Lohan or Charlie Sheen, drunk crossing the street oh they're there you'll be alone in your basement no windows no nothing and then video will come out and you'll be like how the hell did they get in there (laughs) some long-haired server looking kid in your backyard hey bro got the video okay let's get to this episode uh it says that the ex-navy seal who killed osama bin laden is kicked off a plane for being drunk and rude to the flight crew we begin here with saying uh, Robert O'Neill, 41 years old, is reported to have been escorted off an American Airlines flight, but not arrested. Um, O'Neill, of course, 
member of the Brave SEAL Team 6 that was on that mission where they killed Osama bin Laden. And uh, as you mentioned, O'Neill... He's the trigger man. Yeah. He's, that's what he says. And I don't believe there's anybody that's really contradicted that from the group. Um, but yeah, he's the one who actually was the man who fired the shots that killed Osama bin Laden. Right on. So. Well, uh, allegedly, he called an airline employee a vile name. Oh. Before passing out. Oh. All right. Not sure where the harm is there. I believe he's also speaking at the CPAC conference in... Washington, D.C. earlier before he got on the plane, which makes that political conference sound a hell of a lot more fun, if you ask me. <laughs> Apparently, the bartenders have a liberal poor. Everything else is conservative, just the, just the liberal poor there. And then I guess when it got to where it's going, I'm assuming this is in Nashville, it was reported that he had been escorted off the plane, but was not arrested. And then booked onto a later flight. And then booked onto a later flight so he could maybe, you know, I guess sober up or was this, you know, in these cases, you never know. I mean, he may have said something. He may have just called somebody the B word or something like that, which that's a vile slur. Well, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate and he shouldn't have done that. We don't know what the vile name that he used was for calling this, uh, this flight attendant, um, steward or stewardess. We do not know that either. We have no idea what it was that got him thrown off. I mean, they're, Someone's vile name is another person's, you know, way that they talk to their friend. (laughs) Social greeting, right? (laughs) There are there. I know people with nicknames that would make your grandmother uh, drop dead or spin over in her grave, whatever the case may be, because, you know, I'm a sailor, man. That's kind of what we do. I mean, just just in this office, just in this last week alone, you've called me. You've called me. And, uh, you know, well. Those are accurate. I mean, that's the thing. If those aren't nicknames, those are true factual statements about you. You know, I and I turned around every time you said them too. I knew exactly who you you were talking talking about. You were the only one in here who was going to turn around if I yell out, "Hey, come back over here." I know this is a podcast, but I have to beep out that last shit because you can't even say that here. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but you just swore in saying that you were going to be about the last thing. <laughs> I did. Dummy. I did. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, first, before we even get into the story, let's just end and say that there was literally two sentences about this event and this guy being drunk on a plane and yeah. O'Neill maybe saying a bad word. Literally, Eric, the entire rest of this, the next 70 words that they decided to put together were all about stuff that he had done in 2016, 2015. Like literally there wasn't even enough to make this a story other than the fact that like one airline attendant said that he got called or said they were called a bad name and he was right. asked to get off the flight when it landed in Nashville. Right. Other than that, there this isn't a story. The the DUI arrest that they talk about too. Now, we don't have all the details on it, but they say he was asleep in his car, police showed up and arrested him for DUI. Now, But that's there, years ago. Well, going, yeah, yeah, but there's two years ago, but still, there's also two different ways that that happens. One way, I'm okay with them arresting people and giving them a DUI. If you are on your car, in your car, on the road, and fall asleep at a red light, and you're just sitting there for you know however long, and you're drunk, and they get you that fantastic. That's driving under the influence. But if you're drunk and you're like, man, I shouldn't be driving. I better sleep this off. And you go to sleep in your car in like a parking lot where you're no danger to anyone. They can still arrest you in some places for DUI. Yeah, let them sleep. It's a weird story, and it's one of those things where you know I've seen some people like. 
you know what? If I saw Rob O'Neill or anybody from that SEAL Team 6 on there, I'd offer him more drinks and just get him get him going even more and maybe help him sleep a little better because these are people who've seen some horrible things in their lives. Yeah, amen. I mean, providing he's not breaking any laws or doing anything to physically endanger somebody, shame on you, American Airlines. Like, this guy, even overserved, still deserves a free drink on your airline, okay? In fact, I'd say he as you know, with his training and background, even intoxicated, is qualified to do almost everything on that plane except fly it. Well, and you don't know. He may be a pilot. He's from, uh, he's from like, Montana. A yeah. lot of people out there can fly because sometimes you got to get in a plane just to go to the grocery store in parts of Montana. You know, he could have just said, like, if, if a stewardess or flight attendant or whatever comes over and is like, oh, sir, that bag, you can't put that under your chair. You got to put it on top. And he just said, like, you know, you or something like right, that. Or, right, right, That's That's effing stupid. Oh, he said vile words. And, <gasps> and at this point, with airline security as tight as it is, they have carte blanche to remove people from planes. I mean, we've seen how many times over the last few years when right. people are removed from a plane and it goes viral because, well, there was like that, uh, that doctor, they the, took well, a- <laughs> disbarred doctor or not disbarred, but unlicensed Rob O'Neill, man. I got to say shame on you. American airlines, uh, drunk or not. Rob O'Neill probably makes a better air marshal than anyone on that plane sober okay i mean if some stuff goes down i'll take a drunk rob o'neill defending my honor right yeah i think that he would probably be able to do that his uh, his uh, fire may not be as accurate certainly but the, the the whole issue is again we don't have enough to go on so we can say shame on american airlines but if he was walking around throwing c-bombs and everything at everybody and just being really belligerent and everything like that then i can totally understand it but if it was just like i don't want to put my effing bag in the overhead you put it there stupid if that's all he did well okay i guess he's being a jerk but you don't need to throw him off the plane and the police didn't arrest him so you know obviously didn't get over into the criminal aspect of anything so i'll say again shame on you american airlines rob (laughs) o'neill drunk or sober the only guy that doesn't need the nuts you pass out you're just scared he's gonna come after you if you say anything bad about him because the last guy he came after uh, tall gentleman from Saudi Arabia and didn't work out very well for him. So Phil's thinking, Phil's thinking ahead of, a couple steps down the road. Well, shame on you, American Airlines. Rob O'Neill, drunk or sober, the only person I would listen to with the safety briefing. Okay, when the mask comes out of the you know overhead and uh, you know put it over your mouth and nose, yeah. and the alcohol will begin flowing. I mean, the oxygen will begin flowing. Right. So much oxygen that it actually <laughs> makes you like uh, high. You know, that's what that's for. Right. To, I mean it. To help you breathe, but also to make you like not worry about the fact that you're on a plane that's going down because I don't know what's more horrifying than that. There's not much. than if you're on a plane, think, you ever think about that? And this is dark for such a lighthearted uh, podcast as this one. Like TWA Flight 800, yeah. when I heard that that plane broke in half and the people in the back section of it or the front section of it, basically the people in the back section of it were looking out into the air. And, and at that moment, you realize, oh, Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. And they were apparently alive for a, a period of time before blacking out. And if they had those oxygen masks on, if they were able to put that on, then that would have kept them alive. Although a little bit more happy and accepting of their fate for the 20 seconds, 30 seconds or whatever it took to crash. But yeah, sleep tight. You could be in a, an airplane that breaks in half. That's horrifying, dude. Jesus. you're dark. <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, well, do you, do you know how that would not have happened? How's that? 
if they had drunk or sober Rob O'Neill on that flight, yeah, that would right. he would have held the flight together with hooking his feet on one side and his arms on the other, just oh. literally holding the plane's soon, fuselage Phil. together. Too soon. Too soon, Phil. TWA Flight 800 was only what was that? Twenty two years ago, something like that. Ninety six. When was it? I, I, I don't actually don't just know. Joking about? Oh, it's horrible. I guess the point I'm making is that uh, Rob O'Neill being drunk and calling somebody a name on an airplane is not the worst thing that can possibly happen on an airplane. Right. You can follow more of my jokes at hashtag shame on you, American Airlines. Oh, that'll be a popular one. That'll be trending before you know it. I think they have the audacity to call themselves American Airlines. Wouldn't even be flying planes right now. More for SEAL Team 6. Show your respect! Okay, let's uh, let's wind things down with uh, a little bit of talk about uh, current events and uh, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Dr. David Shulkin, oh, back yeah. in the news. Yeah, this has been an ongoing thing. And, uh, of course, I host The Morning Briefing, a live radio program, also streamed at ConnectingVets.com every morning from 7 to 8.30 Eastern Time and then replaying 7 to 8.30 Pacific. Okay, we Secretary Shulkin. Yeah, I know you get it. I, you shut up. I'm allowed to promote my things when I'm sitting here. The uh, the Secretary Shulkin's been involved in a, a bit of a scandal, Phil, going on over at the VA. Right. And the, the gist of it is, in July of 2017, he went on a trip to Europe. Specifically, England is what's in question, uh, the, the trip to England. His wife came with him. And because it was not an official, he was there as like an official guest and not being honored. Like he wasn't a guest of mine. There's, there's specific rules on when you're allowed to bring your spouse with you on the government dime. This trip did not qualify. However, right. an investigator general report, IG report on the issue says that, oh yeah, the government paid for secretary Shulkin's wife to go over there. Oh, and then secretary Shulkin received the gift of tickets to Wimbledon, which were worth a couple thousand dollars. When you work at the VA, whether you're the secretary or not, you're not allowed to receive gifts valued over like $20 or $25. So he was significantly past that limit. And then afterwards, his uh, chief of staff was accused of trying to doctor an email to create a fake event saying that Secretary Shulkin was being honored as something. And that would make it a trip where his wife was allowed to fly on the $4,000. And then to make it worse from that, Secretary Shulkin had previously told the VSOs like AMVETS, the Legion and the VFW. No, 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 no. I paid for those tickets and uh, I did not receive the gift of Wimbledon. I paid for those tickets, too. The IG report proved that that was, in fact, not the case. Mm. The chief of staff with the email uh, claimed that they were hacked. Okay, so you you were hacked. Well, now we found out just in the past couple of days, uh, a new IG investigation found no evidence of hacking going on. That chief of staff has resigned. It's it's a whole, it just keeps expanding and getting bigger and bigger. It's like when you lie about where you were to your parents and then the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and more elaborate when you're just basically digging your own hole. Like, y- yeah. y- you should just stop lying. And, when you're and, like, I was at a movie. What movie was it? I, uh, <laughs> who were you with? Um, Bill Murray. You were at the movies with Bill Murray? Yeah. yeah he had Juji Fruits. Bill Murray likes Juji Fruits, huh? Sure does. Juji Fruits and Diet Sprite. Isn't that weird? And you just keep going. And then, you know, now we got the internet. So that might have worked back in the day. But now your uh, parents will Google it and be like, hey, Bill Murray was at a golf tournament in California yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, funnier yet, I was, I was at a press conference earlier this week and spoke with Dr. Shulkin. 
And, yeah. you know, we, I, look, I didn't bring this up, but the other reporters from like AP and some of the other news bureaus were, in fact, talking about it. Right. And he started in on this explanation, and I only recorded a part of it, but I'll drop some of it right here. He's talking about he thought he was spoofed or he thought he was wailed. And yeah. Let me just let me just play the clip real quick. So there's no breach of patient uh, information. There's no concerns there. But there are people trying to... Um, uh, pose as some of us to to uh, try to confuse people, but fortunately our systems are picking this up. Uh, I think I think my understanding today is is that hacking would not be the correct term. Spoofing would be the correct term. I'm sitting there with one of the other reporters, and and I just couldn't help but think like spoofing, wailing. Are you just reading words you heard your kids say? Like, are you sure you weren't catfished or anchor like Anchorman Lamp? I love Lamp. IG report said that there were some incidents of spoofing that they found, but it was on the. Uh, chief of staff's uh, non-VA Gmail account, and it was not related to this either. It wasn't related to this issue. Oh, it was related right. to some other things. So they did say like, okay, well, this happened just because this happened on your personal Gmail account three months ago on something else, and it didn't happen. So anyway, the the point I want to bring up to you, Phil, is this. Right. As you said, Secretary Shulkin is also Dr. Shulkin, renowned right. physician, still practices and sees patients as a physician at the VA. He also ran medical facilities right. and is now the secretary of the VA. All three of those things pay quite handsomely. Mm-hmm. And Secretary Shulkin is, uh, he's not in his 20s or 30s anymore. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's been around in the medical profession for right. decades. So, you know, medical school bills, that's all paid off at this point. He's been paid right. rather well. $4,000 is what those tickets cost. I could afford a $4,000 plane ticket right now if I had to. If you had to put it on your credit card, you could do it, right? I right. put it on my credit card, and I could pay it off. If I had to, I could do that. I'd rather not, because it's not like that would leave me a lot of wiggle room with, with my cash no, flow No, but right you're now, saying but if you're in his income bracket, $4,000 yeah. is chump change. It's nothing, dude. It's you know, It blows your mind, because you're just thinking, come on, man, and... I really felt like it was an opportunity missed because while everybody was giving him all these like long-winded questions like, are you concerned about the subversive elements within your administration and are there forces working at play right now to maybe go and seat you as the VA secretary? I love all these accents that you're doing today. <laughs> it, was my, it was my reporter accent. Yeah. But they're asking all these like <laughs> journalistic questions with very long subjects and predicates there. And, and, and I just wanted to be the guy that would have just stopped and been like, uh, it's secretary, Phil, connectingvets.com, one, one follow-up question. Um, seriously, bro, what the f- were you thinking? Like, come on, man. You know you got four grand. And then Why you got to lie about the Wimbledon tickets? Cool, we like tennis. You'd be removed from uh, the airplane just like, <laughs> bringing it back. Um, you know, here's the thing. And I think this is the hope. And the VSOs have come out and said, Secretary Shulkin shouldn't resign. He's the right guy for the job. It sounds like he's got the backing of them, the president. Sounds like he's going to be there for uh, for a while. Um, the staff. Here's in in all seriousness, the staff more than likely arrange the travel because when you get to that level, you have people that handle those things. You don't handle those and may very well have told him like, no, 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 no. We're charging this to your personal account. Everything's on the up and up. Uh, Didn't tell him what was going on or misled him or flat out lied to him. Uh, And then he got caught there. There's also reports of all sorts of infighting over there. So someone may have intentionally told him that he paid for it. Trying to make him look bad so they can can maybe take his job or get him fired or some stuff like that. I mean, because honestly, when you make that much money over over the span, 
span of your career. I don't know how much secretary of the VA gets paid. I'm sure it's public knowledge we can find out. Yeah, but a couple hundred thousand probably, or something. Yeah, something like that. You know, at least you would think at least six figures. But either way, he's he's lived in a uh, profession for so long that he, he's got a bank account that's uh, substantially heftier than mine. I would say. Amen. It doesn't make sense for him to do this unless he's like a kleptomaniac. Which boy, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm sorry, it would be awful, but it would be hilarious if if like Secretary Shelby, you start finding out like they do real research and they find like surveillance videos and he's like stealing packs of gum from CVS every day and yeah he's, he's leaving hotels with like robes and sheets right. and pillows and- but barring the possibility that the secretary of the VA is an uncontrollable kleptomaniac and who just cannot stop stealing and taking things i think the most likely thing that happened here is the staff did him dirty who's ultimately responsible for that staff it's him. Right. So, you know, you, sometimes a big guy has to take the fall. Uh, in this case, it doesn't look like he's going to. But, you know, there's still still a lot of questions about this whole thing. And we'll see, you know, if someone whale, whale spoofs him next time, they may find out some information. <laughs> if he gets whale spoof hacked, then we'll definitely know something's up. I was up. spoofed. I was, I was raw dogged. Oh, geez, Phil. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh, this went in a dark direction. Incidentally, whaling is a thing. I'll tell you about that when we when we shut the mics off. But yeah, we, they they uh, the Japanese still do it. Uh, they say for science, but really it's to provide whale meat to uh, a small segment of the population. I know we did this uh, in search of uh, amorous relations when I was in college. Oh, was with whales? Uh, that's kind of creepy. But <laughs> you, know, you do you, Filbert. <laughs> You could call it that. All right. We've learned that um, hashtag shame on you, American Airlines. Rob O'Neill, salute to you. Cheers, sir. And um, Jane Walker. I salute Jane Walker and all that is blended scotch whiskey. Thank you yeah, for your service. Get, time to get back to work. Chief's going to come looking for us soon. Off the smoke deck. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Smoke deck is officially clear. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.